Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. And I'm Derek. Derek, what is up? How's your week going? What'd you do this week? It's good. Uh, what did we do? We went out of town this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. Went to Atlanta to visit some friends. Um, it's great. Visit their friends, some friends, their kid, hang out, went to the aquarium, had my mind blown because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but Atlanta, the aquarium is the, I think it's the only aquarium in the United States and definitely like one of three or something in the world that has whale sharks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And not like small whale sharks either. Like the tank is like, I think it's like 6.5 million gallons of water. And mm-hmm. it is the size of a football field. Ah. <laughs> Guessing these are pretty large sharks, then? They're huge. The t- I'll put it this way. The tank is big enough with enough space to support two of them. Uh, two manta rays that are about be- somewhere between 12 to 15 feet across wingtip to wingtip. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of sharks, a bunch of fish... And like a sea turtle or two that are easily like four and a half, five feet long. Wow! And none like, of these I animals kill each other. No. Well, oh, right. whale sharks are they're uh, they're vegetarian or they're not vegetarian. They just don't eat uh, other fish. They eat like krill, I think. Gotcha. If I'm okay. remembering my my school my elementary school science lessons correctly. Interesting. Um, well, that's that's cool though. They, how many yeah, whale sharks do they have giants. again? Two. Nice. Two. Okay. Cool. Yeah, two of them. So we walked up, and AJ was like, oh, do they have those here? And I was like, there's no way they have them here. I was like, that's just a statue. And then I looked into this little crack where you could kind of see into it, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. Look, I felt uh, like I was eight years old again. I was just in awe of that's something I've never – I've been to a lot of aquariums. I'm a weird aquarium guy. If there's yeah. one in town, I want to go to it. Um, uh-huh. If it's good, if it's a set, I don't go to SeaWorld. That's where I don't view those as aquariums because they're not like no. research, you know, institutions. No. <laughs> they're just like, let's imprison these fish for no reason because fuck them. Um, yeah. And and I know and we'll fish. Starve them. We'll starve them unless they do also, flips. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I also know that they're, they're mammals, the orca, the sea, the, the orcas and the dolphins are mammals, but, you know, fish, aquarium, whatever. I thought it was funny. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I've been to a lot of aquariums. I've never seen anything like that. That was a first for me. That was very impressive. So if you're ever nice. out there and you have a chance to, it is $40 to get in, I think. But that uh-huh. experience and that is worth the entire price just to see creatures of that, animals of that size in a way uh-huh. that they otherwise wouldn't be seen. Like you normally have to go to see them in the wild, you know? Right. So... That Which I'm not going to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I can't I mean I could, but I can't go with AJ because she gets seasick. So yeah. that's kind of it kind of so it's one of those like I could, but I'm also like mm, due to husband rules, I shall never wander on the <laughs> sea again. Yeah. <laughs> I typically like to stay away from where wild animals are. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I used to be all about the outdoors, like when I was younger, like, oh, get yeah. in the woods. I want to be in the woods. And then as I get older, I'm like, I like cities. I like being yeah. able at 3 a.m. to wake up and be like, hmm, I want food. And being yeah. able to have, like, really good options from, like, five to eight places. Yeah. Gee, I love being where the bears aren't. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. You got to imagine the two guys that like test drove a city like in, yeah. in history that were like, "Wow, isn't it great how we're all not being attacked right now?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first cities must have been like must have been very thankful. It's like, "Oh, offense." <laughs> <laughs> the technology of offense. Look, guys, guys, hear me out. This is wild. It's nuts. Just give me one second. Mm-hmm. What if we took these trees and mm-hmm. we made them somehow upright? Hold mm-hmm. on. In a border around what is a border, you ask? It's a wall. What is a wall, you ask? It's a barrier. What is a barrier, you ask? Well, these are all things we're going to have to define because we're inventing it right now. But it'll keep the animals out and we'll be able to sleep soundly at night without fear. <laughs> Dude, there's a. I, I'm trying to. I think it's. Trying to remember what movie it is. I think it might be. I think it's an Adam Sandler movie, and it might be. What's the Adam Sandler Western? Like the oh. something. It's like a, a play on the Magnificent Seven. It's called like yeah, the Ridiculous the, Six or something like that. I think he. I think you have it. Uh, rid, can't spell ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you, autocorrect. Oh my god, I was struggling. <laughs> The Ridiculous Six, the ridiculous yes. Six, Adam, I think the top is what build are called. Adam Sandler and Terry Crews. Sorry, my uh, Wi Fi is freezing ourselves. a little bit, but that's all right. Who else was Just keep on movie? rolling. Keep talking. <laughs> did I freeze on your end? I'm back. Uh, did I freeze on your end? You froze. Hey, welcome back to the land of uh, Optimum Streaming Services. Yes. Um, um, could you all hear good. me while I was talking? I did not. What did you say? Ah, well, I'll benefit. I said the top build cast are Adam Sandler and Terry Crews. But let's go down yeah. IMDb's <laughs> list and see who else was in this movie. Uh-huh. We have Jorge Garcia of okay. Hawaii Five O and Lost Fame. Mm-hmm. We have Taylor Lautner. What is Taylor oh, Lautner doing <laughs> these days? Let's see. Probably nothing. I mean, probably just living off that Twilight money, which I'm sure he could do forever if he wants. <laughs> Married to... Isn't his wife also named Taylor? Oh, that's hilarious. Taylor t- Taylor, and Taylor Lautner? Uh-huh. No, no. It would have been... When he was dating Taylor Swift, I think that, think that was the joke. It would have been Taylor and Taylor Lautner. Um, oh, gotcha. He did something for Taylor Swift's uh, music video this year. He was on something called... Oh, okay. Home team where where he played Troy Lambert, <laughs> Scream Troy Queens, Lambert. The Run Ride. Yeah, he's kind of been taking it easy. Oh, it's a oh he's in a Kevin James movie. Oh, okay, which one? Uh, called the home called Home Team. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton coaches his son's sixth grade football team while he is being suspended for the entire 2012 season as a result of his role in the Saints Bounty Gate. Uh, scandal. Oh, okay, gotcha. So like a based on a true story type thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Like a okay. Mighty Ducks kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but okay. Taylor Lautner. So uh, that, that's pretty much the only thing he's been in. Anyway, digress. Whatever. What you, why did you bring <laughs> so up ridiculous? ridiculous. I totally went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, to circle so way sorry. back. No, <laughs> it's fine. My bad. I gotta rein it in we, today. Where am I going? That's that's good podcasting. Um, <laughs> No, in the Ridiculous Six, there's a scene. Uh, this is uh, I got there from uh, you talk uh, us riffing on like uh, uh, people inventing things in real time. Mm, uh, yes. In, in Ridiculous Six, uh, there is a scene where um, oh no, what is his name? Uh, oh, shoot, 
the Italian actor, I believe he's Italian. Yeah, the Italian actor who's in all the Adam Sandler movies and like cameo, John Turturro. Yeah, John uh, Turturro. John Turturro is uh, uh, in that movie. He makes a cameo appearance as like the guy who invents baseball. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's presented as like, as like this con man, like kind of grifter guy who's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I got this new sport. You guys want to play? You, you guys got to you got to pay to play. And they're like, oh, OK. And he's like clearly making it up on the fly. And it's like a joke on like how the rules of baseball are just completely arbitrary and don't make any sense. He's like, it's all right, so well, uh, you're on <laughs> my team's going to throw the ball to your team and you're going to try to hit the ball with that stick. And he's like, uh, OK, he's like, uh, you get three chances. They're like, he's like, why? Uh, because. And he's just like clearly making up all the rules as he goes. It's really funny. That sounds it's awesome. a really I'll well have done to watch scene. That scene. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, if I can find it, I'll John send it to Turturro you. John Turturro as a grifter sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah, John Turturro is great. John Turturro is uh, one of my favorite character actors because I mm, think he has too. such. He's so good at like he can play anything. Like he's so versatile. Yeah. Like he he has great comedic timing, but he can also be menacing. Uh, yes. Like, he's he's just really good. He's really Dude, good. Yeah. Oh, Underrated, he, in my opinion. When, yeah, when he's playing uh, Falcone yes. in The Batman. Yes. Dude, he's so good. Just ice cold. Like, he's ooh, great. I love an ice cold John Turturro. I also would like to see... Uh, yeah, I also like it when he's um, the more of the slapstick kind of like fake tough guy like in transformers you know yeah. where he like talks yeah. a big game but everybody knows he's just like, like dude shut up like, yeah there's not too many people who can do that who can kind of steal the show in like a comedic role but then also just be a very menacing believable bad guy yeah um there's exactly. not a lot of people who can do that and he, uh i think he's a very underrated actor i think uh, he is too yeah yeah um cool all right uh shall we oh what did i do this week yeah what did uh, you do this week i'm so sorry i got lost on my stupid tangent and i derailed no, the both, entire thing we both got lost in the sauce it's fine um where uh what did i do this week oh um i shot th this happened technically last week but i shot my first commercial oh which happened yeah oh what'd you do can you talk uh, about it a little bit yeah uh it was for it was like a um it was a commercial for like a food product, and basically it was like a plant-based food product that okay. uh, they were doing like a – it's kind of like a hidden camera commercial. Um, okay. And so I played uh, – so there was like different focus groups comprised of different kinds of people. Like there's a focus group of, of – so the, the product is like a um, – the big one of the big features of the, the product is like plant-based cheese. And okay. so they were – they <laughs> so they had a focus group of like uh, – uh, delivery guys who deliver pizza. Then they had a focus group of like big Green Bay Packers fans because you know Green Bay Packers fans are cheeseheads and love cheese yeah. or whatever. So I was. Uh, so these were all real people in these focus groups, um, but they they had like actors. Me and the, I was the actor in the uh, the Green Bay Packers fan group that oh, was ba undercover. basically where they. You said what? You went undercover. Yes. And when you when the commercial airs, you won't know I'm an actor. But my my job was to basically like kind of guide the group and like get them to give the reactions that the directors and producers and stuff wanted. Ah. Um, so it's kind of like an undercover commercial role. Uh, plant. Yes, I was a plant. Uh, and it was very fun. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, it was a cool accomplishment to, you know, finally book my first commercial. I've been going on a lot of auditions, so it was really cool to do that. Um it was a non-union commercial, which is why I was able to do it. 
please, uh, please don't come after me, uh, SAG. And uh, yeah, I was gonna say, as you sit there wearing your SAG after shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I scabbed strong. last week. <laughs> <laughs> but sag after strong yeah no it was a non-union gig um and and is not and i'm not in sag yet so uh i would even if i did take a union gig i wouldn't have been technically scabbing although i wouldn't do that uh but um yeah it was a fun experience and Good. i will let you know when it airs uh yeah, I would love to see it. if i don't know if it's online or or it's going to air uh on tv yet but we will uh oh, we will know Tell me when, when we know out. if it's out there i'll find it yeah, yeah, we'll find it. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, cool. So that was like the big highlight of my week last week. Not much That's else. Awesome. Yeah, just that. still watching Ahsoka. Yep. Still watching the new season of uh, Futurama. Yeah, I'm getting back into that too. Yeah, just yeah, normal stuff. Oh, also, uh, I believe I just watched the season finale. I believe that episode was the season finale of the current season of What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, oh, I need to finish that. Which is really good. Season oh, finale is great. Good. Um. Yeah, it's a good show. I love what they're doing this season with Guillermo in his vampirism and all that. It's it's just great. Uh, it's good stuff. Sweet. Excellent stuff. All right, shall we get into some news? Let's do it. You want to bookend it? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pull up the DMs cool. here. All right. I'll, I'll get started. Sure. Uh, Josh Hartnett was reportedly offered the Doctor Doom role for Marvel's Fantastic Four. Oh, I like that. Uh, according to insider Jeff Snyder on his Hot Mike podcast, Oppenheimer star Josh Hartnett was reportedly offered the role of Doctor Doom in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before the SAG after strike began. Doctor hmm. Doom will reportedly have a very small role in Marvel's Fantastic Four, like a post-credit scene, but that his appearances will be longer and carry much more weight in following projects because obviously they're going to set him up to be the next big bad. Yeah. And they're not going to do one Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Trilogy. Yeah, 100%. If it um, succeeds, because it has had sure. a horrible track record. That's true. I feel like it's it's hard as a, to as nail. A product. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to nail that property, given like the dynamics going on. Because it's inherently kind of a, let's be honest, It's I believe Fantastic Four was created, what, the 60s? Yes, it was. I believe we've talked about this before, and I believe outside of the, it was uh, Marvel's response to the Justice League, and I think it was the first uh-huh. Marvel team up team. But let me let me look. Yeah, I think there's something inherently kind of, and this is going to sound like a negative thing, but it's not. There's something inherently sort of like campy about the idea of the Fantastic Four and like kind of like goofy. It's like these really full, like kind of weird power sets and it's like this weird family dynamic, but only two of them are related. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it, it's a weird kind of dynamic to nail, but uh, it's not impossible for sure. Yes, I agree. The other thing too is that you want it to be, you're, you're supposed to want to root for them, but they're led by a narcissistic, ego-driven like right. asshole. You know, yeah. you know, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to root for that when it's like when you like you'd rather hit, you like, punch the leader than like follow him. You know, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I wonder if when they do this Fantastic Four movie, I, I do you think they're gonna do the origin? Yeah, so it was so it was right. It was the Justice Society of America was the first one in 1940, right? And then I believe it was Fantastic Four. Anyway, I'm not going to devote a ton of time to this. Um, yes, <laughs> do I think they're going to do the origin story? Um, do they have to? I guess is another another way to ask. That's that. my question: Is do they yeah. have to? Spider Man, we don't have to. 
Yeah. You know? You never need to do an Iron Man origin story again. You just pop them in. Everybody's like, it's Iron Man. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, it's Iron Man. You know? like, And we're kind of running away, like, not needing to do the origin stories anymore because you just, Mm -hmm. as it goes, it's like, oh, he's got that power? Cool. Like, he's got that power? Cool. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, if you want to do it in a flashback, I think you could. But I don't really think we need to, like, devote a ton of time to it. Maybe, you know what would be cool? Maybe mm-hmm. they do it as like a pre-credits, like scene, like a cold you know? open kind of thing. Like the cold open, yeah. yeah. We do it like mm-hmm. a cold open, and we do it, and it's they're already in space. Yeah, and I like they're that. Like you know, they're going through, and it's like a what's that? And it's like, and then the, yeah. they just have that, and then after the credits, you know, or during the credits, we have like moments. I think it'd be good to have it interspersed with, with like scenes of action, you know, mm-hmm. of like them, the uh, you know maybe. Not the you don't need to explain what happened, but like have them in you know in a hospital in hospital beds where it's like you know everybody's screaming hospital jargon about like they're dying and their blood rates dropping and you know, it's like you know you hear the you know the heartbeat monitor and just shaky cam on a you know mm-hmm. well they've got like you know close you could do artistic close-ups of the eye barely opening and there's like light fluttering as like it goes over and you could do a bunch of stuff but if you do a montage interspersed with the credits and then open the movie with the with the four of them in a hospital. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I you know wonder. I mean? Yeah, I wonder if this. So I wonder if this Fantastic Four team is like in terms of continuity is going to be. They've always existed in this MCU Earth, or if they've mm. been brought over because of you know multiverse the, shenanigans. You know, yes, what I mean? because of what we're going to deal with in Deadpool three, where the right. uh, the universes are colliding. Right. Because I mean, because the Fantastic Four's origins are in space, you could totally. Have it be a thing where they have always always existed in this world. That might sure. be a, it. Might be a little bit of a stretch just because of all the stuff yeah. we've seen in this current uh, continuity with dealing with space and Nick Fury kind of knows everything. But if yeah. mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. we can introduce Doctor Strange, yeah, the best doctor on the planet, and mm-hmm. seemingly nobody has heard of him. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of weird. No one, <laughs> at least in the Avengers, they're like, "Who are he's like Stephen Strange," and they're like. Who? Like, dude, he would be in like every paper if he's as yeah. rich as he is. Like, yeah, come on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anyways, that's one of my beefs. Uh, but if you can do that, you mm-hmm. can always have. Oh yeah, Reed Richards and Reed Richards and his team. You mm-hmm. know, okay, they've mm-hmm. volunteered. They've been working on this. You know what I mean? And you have Ben Grimm be like the mechanic. You could have him be like an airplane mechanic. You know, turn mm-hmm. shuttle mechanic. You know, but he's the custom mechanic of the Fantastic Four. Sure. You know, all that kind of stuff, and just and then they go to space. You know, it's like so. That's why I think it'd be easy to open it up so that the way that I'm saying it, so that it gets the opening, it gets the origin over with. We get mm-hmm. to them dealing with the fallout of not being technically human anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, being meta-human, mm-hmm. and um, you could, that's how you can explain how the Fantastic Four have seemingly never been around until now. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. they've been trying, they've been scientists trying to do it, but they've been focused on, like, let's go out to the space. Maybe you could do that Reed Richards technology is which, what launched the Sabre program. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I like that. Um, you could even... If you, so if they weren't if they weren't interested in doing the origin, man, the the opening for the movie that popped into my head is like you have the, maybe they are from a, a a different like a parallel mm-hmm. universe from like a, sure. a different multiverse or whatever, um, and in their universe like they've been the Fantastic Four for a while maybe like a year or two, mm. um, and so now they kind of just do missions where they like kind of patrol 
nearby space and like protect Earth that way. And maybe they're on like a very normal like sort of patrol mission or like exploration mission uh, in in deep space uh, on their ship. And you you the first five minutes is like you're just watching Interstellar or any other movie and uh, you don't reveal uh, Ben Grimm yet. You know, he's kind of just like you hear his voice on comms, but you don't see him yet. And then their ship is attacked by some kind of like alien race or whatever. And they, they're, they're, uh, they're boarded and they, they have, and then that's when you reveal, Oh, this is the fantastic four. Like that's when these guys that just boarded this ship are in so much trouble. Yeah, They have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that would be a fun way to introduce the Fantastic Four, working yeah. as a team, you know, yes. where like, they're like, Sue Storms wandering around, like, all right, guys, here we go, like, on the comms, like, yeah. you know, goes and taps the dude, and he turns around, and Ben's just like, what? Like, out of the darkness, you see this giant fist, just like, boom! <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And then cut and- <laughs> to the cross hallway and just see the guy go, like a cross. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then like maybe so like, yeah, and then they're having this huge fight scene, you know, but these these aliens are formidable. So they do some like irreparable damage to the ship. Right. They're 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 like aliens. They've got to at least damage the Fantastic Four. And so that we can show the Fantastic Four aren't completely invulnerable. Exactly. So they, you know, they they irreparably damage the ship and they're kind of like uh, whatever. There's like this really tense, like almost like the opening of uh, like similar to the opening of Star Trek where like it's like this big action Mm -hmm. sequence. Uh, And then. Uh, the whatever you know, the Deadpool, or maybe it's the Loki one. Whatever incursion happens, happens, and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're in the MCU Earth orbit, and they're crash landing towards Earth, and they're like, "Well, what, what happened? We're clearly in a different part of the the galaxy because the stars are different, or whatever. What what planet is this?" And they're like, oh, "It's yeah, Earth, apparently." And then they crash on Earth, and then now they have to like. You know, now they're on MCU Earth, and that's kind of like the opening of the movie. Because, you know, you get like, you don't, because I think in that case, you don't necessarily need the origin. I think it's kind of, you yeah. know, they can, that, it can be talked about. I mean, I don't think you need to see, because we've seen it now twice in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we need to see it again. Yeah, um, I think we're good. I think starting on action and just establishing their powers and their relationships, I think, is enough. That'd be cool. Um, or maybe they've been, or maybe they've been off world for a while. Yeah. Yeah, in deep space. You know, that might be it. They've just been in deep space for a while, and then we can open that, and then that's when, like, something happens, and they're like, oh, we're back at Earth. You know what I mean? Something, I don't Mm -hmm. know, whatever. I like it, though. I like it. Uh, How would you connect their, how would you connect Dr. Doom's hatred of the Fantastic Four for him as the bad guy? Ooh, interesting. Um, See, because with mine, Mm -hmm. if they've just been around... Then obviously mm-hmm. it'd be like a tech rivalry kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. You know, like Doctor Doom just like Richards. You know? Yeah, and, and I think Richards that's being that's like, well, typically you're a, you're a humanitarian <laughs> problem, but uh, now I yeah. have powers because I'm stretchy boy, so I can do this. Yeah, I think that's uh uh yeah I think that's technically uh or that's usually the way it happens in the at least in the movie versions is like he they him and Reed Richards were friends at one point and then yeah. now they're not. Um, so you could do that. Um, I think you could also just be, especially if maybe if like the universe, if they did come from a different universe, maybe the universe they came from, they they are the first um, meta humans, and Doctor Doom is just like this crazy, um, this crazy Latvian, you know, monarch or whatever. Who's like, I who's just power hungry, and he's like, he discovers that there's these meta humans in the United States, and he's like. Well, I'm gonna go see whatever that's all about and try to harness that power. Yeah. And so he's like that, you know what I mean? Just just yeah. power hungry, trying to. 
and then and then he and then he gets transported to the MCU Earth, and he's like, "There's metahumans everywhere. I'm gonna pillage all of this power." You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, they're like, "Not like if it. we have anything to say about it." Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, Fantastic Four. I'm excited about it either way. Me too. Uh, I think. I'm looking um, forward to it. The casting choices so far, whether they fall through or whether they go through or not after the mm-hmm. strike, is is are great. I'm excited for it. I agree. Just extra, just really excited to see where they land on Reed Richards. Yeah, I would have liked to. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's off the table yet, but uh, Josh Hartnett, I think, would be a good Doctor Doom. I think yeah. he uh, has a very like commanding speaking voice and like a and he's like a very tall kind of presence on screen. Mm-hmm. So I think he would be a good like you know visual foil for the fantastic four because he's like such a you know an imposing figure, and you know i think his voice and eyes could do a lot of work behind that mask i uh, hear him do an accent yeah <laughs> it, it actually might be cool because i don't think that's something we've ever heard from josh hartnett <laughs> no and if he it's could... always just been like hey josh hartnett <laughs> yeah like, hey great. i'm josh hartnett <laughs> You're awesome this is great yeah <laughs> you don't really bring a lot but you don't take anything away either you're the perfect like just actor yeah <laughs> like, yeah exactly uh if he is uh have you watched the latest season of uh, the newest season of black mirror at all i have not i need to okay. i'm a little bit behind on stuff i just oh yeah by no the worries. time i have time to watch tv i'm just not in the mood to like all right let's flip <laughs> yeah. my brain inside out ready for some existential dread yeah exactly i'm <laughs> like i can't go to i can't do that and then go to sleep <laughs> uh, although I will say th- uh, this season of, of Black Mirror is very varied in terms of its like tones. Okay. So they're not all just like dour and let's all be sad and terrified. Okay. Cool. Uh, some of them are actually kind of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I have a thing here that you sent me saying um, Grand Theft Auto 6 is rumored to be priced at $150. <laughs> yeah. Which is insane. Um, yeah. The upcoming release of GTA 6 has sparked debate because of the game's alleged $150 price tag. Um, this is from Puberty. Uh, given the anticipated hundreds of hours of content, some fans are eager to pay for the game, while others find the price to be disgusting and unaffordable. Um, GTA 5 was released in 2013 for $60, later coming down in price. If GTA 6 is priced at $150, uh, it would be a 150% hike in price. Um that like I is very expensive. <laughs> I understand. Eighty dollar yep. price tag. Sure. Yep. Special edition. Yep. Ninety dollar. Ninety five dollar. Mm-hmm. If it's special edition, you get extra stuff or like access to like a bunch of stuff early. Mm-hmm. You know, exclusive cars. One hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I don't know if I'll pay that. That's very expensive. Like it might be the greatest game of all. Like so far. Mm-hmm. in history but i don't know if i'll pay it just truthfully mm-hmm. out of principle it's like if you're if you're needing to attach a 150 dollar price tag to that then you're then retool your game yeah your game is too expensive your concept is too big you're too out there just because you can doesn't mean you should rein it in man this yes. is supposed to be a pastime this is supposed to be a hobby that everyone can enjoy you know yes or at least most people can enjoy yeah you know, if you like want you everyone to buy your out. game, yeah. If you if you want everyone to buy your game, don't make it one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Like, it's crazy, you know. And there's just been a lot of elitist like price hiking lately, mm-hmm. you know, with like streaming services being like, "Oh, you paid the base price. Well, now you have ads. Like, unless you want to pay more." And it's just like, dude, stop. Yeah, it's a stop it's a bummer. Gouging everyone just because you can, like, yep. let it go. You don't need all of the stuff. Yep. Sorry. 
Again, uh, get off my soapbox. I just it's been <laughs> something I've been dealing with in my head for the last week and it's driving me insane just the insatiable greed yeah. of like society right now. Yeah. Speaking of I guess while we're here, let's do this one. Speaking yes. of es- speaking of ethically questionable behavior. Oh, I know. I felt oh, I did not want to see this this morning. Yes. Welcome. I woke up, that was the first thing that I saw when I woke up and turned on social media today. I went, yeah. all right, let's go to the bathroom and just kind of check things out. Oh, god damn it. Like, yeah. Um, G- yeah, Jimmy Fallon, uh, it, it, <laughs> welcome back to our segment of Everyone in Hollywood is a Monster. It's terrible. This is a yeah. podcast within a podcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, hosted by Tan and Derek. Yeah. Um, this is from Screen Thrill, uh, and they're, uh, reporting on a, a an expose in, featured in Rolling Stone magazine. Um, apparently Jimmy Fallon yeah, has, uh, cultivated a not pleasant, uh, to be, to put it lightly, uh, work environment. Where he berates employees uh, verbally and shows up to work drunk, uh, writes combative notes on people's uh, work when they turn it in, and just an all-around kind of asshole, apparently, is what's going on over there. (laughs) Which is very unfortunate. I Um, am so sad. Yeah. Especially when you're... there's one person, there's one group of people that we should be able to trust, (laughs) and like... You know, trust and, and like be like, oh, mm-hmm. at least you're good. This is the late night talk show hosts, you know? Yeah. And it hasn't been true lately because some of the, you know, Letterman and, and Carson were not good people. But we, mm-hmm. I, you want to believe it today. And it's just yeah. like Jimmy Fallon. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I hope uh, if these allegations are true, which I – Assume they are. Uh, I don't know why these people would make this up about him. Uh, if they if these allegations are true, I hope that he is held accountable and it has to change uh, yep. because that's no one wants to work for a monster. And uh, I will say, like, even though what he has done is 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 bad and the environment that he has cultivated is not one I would want to work in, I, I was somewhat relieved to see to, that it wasn't much worse than this. You're right. Because <laughs> it I'm could like, have been. Being a dick and showing up to work, okay, that's kind of just what Hollywood personalities are sometimes. <laughs> right, and I'm not right. excusing the behavior, but I'm just saying I've worked for a few, and I'm yeah. like, there are good days and there are bad days. It's just that yeah. when you deal with unmedicated creative types, you know? Yes, like yes. that's just the problem when they when they when the medication is self medication. It's a little like right. Okay, we're gonna yeah. <laughs> well let's see what Tuesday's like today. Exactly. <laughs> so like exactly. Um, so yeah, there's that, and uh, <laughs> hopefully yeah, hopefully everyone involved um, uh, uh, g- gets a chance to grow and heal from yes. this because uh, mm-hmm. that that is unfortunate. That sucks. But again, um, but, not excusing the behavior. No, of course Seek not. Seek help. Figure yourself yes. out. Do yep. whatever. All right, what do you got? Uh, yep. Uh, the video game industry is now facing a strike from the actors of SAG-AFTRA. Yay. Take them down. Get paid, Pay baby. Pay them. Get paid. Um, yep. All about that. Not yes, too much other all about than that. that. Not too much more to say about that. Yep. All about Just it. Just do it. Everybody strike. <laughs> Everyone strike. Yeah. That's what we should be doing now. You don't like Disney Plus? Strike. Yep. 100%. Strike, strike, strike. Um, yes. That's what I'm all about. It. Let's do it. Let's create unions. Let's get paid. Let's all make that money and even the wealth out a little bit, just somewhat. Yes. I'm not asking for everything to be equal. I just want it to be a little bit more equal than it is. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. There's an Indiana James. Indi- Indiana James. An Indiana Jones uh, <laughs> video he's, game. He's the Aldi version. Yeah, exactly. Hello, I'm Indiana James. I what? 
<laughs> Are you an archaeologist? Jones. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Geologist. <Ugh. laughs> Can you punch? I took a karate class. Oh, cool. When? When I was eight. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Do you have any cool weapons? I have a Nerf gun and this rope. <laughs> I'm a geologist at an esteemed university at a local high school. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this is from IGN. Um, Todd Howard teases potential, potential reveal and details for Bethesda's Indiana Jones game. Uh, Bethesda, yes. uh, famous for Fallout and... Yeah. Uh, uh, the new Starfield game. Uh, so in a new interview, Bethesda's Todd Howard teases that more information on the upcoming Indiana Jones game will be shared next year. So that is coming. They're working on it, apparently. And I am looking forward to an Indiana Jones game. I think that'd be really fun. I'm annoyed that it's taken me almost my entire life to get a, like, a good Indiana Jones game. Yeah. Like, I'll be what? 43 probably by the time this game comes out probably yeah and i'm not kidding you i will wake up at 3 a.m or whenever they release the file to buy it and Mm -hmm. then download it and then i will wake up and as an adult i will use an excuse that but my game came out and i will play it for a (laughs) solid eight hours yeah because i've wanted to punch nazis in the face as indiana jones since i was like three four Like, give it to me. <laughs> um, yeah, Let I, me be one of my childhood <laughs> heroes, please. Yeah. Um, I kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I would love an Indiana Jones game. I'm kind of not nervous. Nervous is too strong a word, but like I'm apprehensive about Bethesda doing it because of what I've played of Bethesda games. I don't love the feel of the combat in most of those games. Um, but yes. uh and, and Indiana Jones, like that's what I want. Like I want it to feel good when I punch someone in the face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would be. I would say I would be more comfortable with it if it were Rockstar or if it that'd were, be fun. Um, uh, Ubisoft. Yeah. Or, What's the company that makes the uh, Spider-Man games? Oh yeah, uh, uh, they would be it? great at it. Uh, Insomniac. Insomniac. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah, Insomniac would be good. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Bethesda for me, I'm a little like, please. Yeah, do Bethesda's it great at. They're great at they're great at world building, which is exciting yeah. about that. Oh, but, the world um, will be exciting to explore. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but I just want to be able to. I want to believe it when you're punching Nazis in the face. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. truthfully, I don't know if I'll I'll play probably the game up until I get to punch Nazis in the face, and that's probably all I'll do for like two days. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was this I... old game called Saboteur that was on uh, 360. Yeah. I remember that. The Irish guy that would run around and blow up Nazi train depots and stuff and yep. shoot him. That was a great game. Talk about being able to get some like justifiable rage out where you're just like, and I'm feeling good because they're Nazis, so I don't need to feel bad about it. Like they, you know, mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I yeah, I'm right there with you. I so yeah, we'll see about this game. Yeah, uh, it'll be huge. Uh, More uh, news, obviously, to but follow. Um, yeah. All right, what else you got? Um, Ryan Reynolds has liked a post on Twitter campaigning, or not Twitter, but X, X. whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> X, your information will be assimilated by that. It's like, jeez. Yeah. Please feed conversation into X. X that is how X learns. Um, and Ryan Reynolds has liked a post on X campaigning for Walker Scoble to cameo as Kid Pool in Deadpool 3 amidst the new rumor. 
So mm. I'm sure even if it's not true, that's him just being like, let's stir the pot a little bit and of keep course. Deadpool out there in the news. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think, I feel like, uh, and I think as is evident by the first two Deadpool movies, he knows what fans want, and mm-hmm. he's very in touch with that, and I appreciate that about him I do uh, too. as a creative force behind, you know, an IP that people love and hold dear. Like, it's important to yeah. know what the fans want. <laughs> and that's what I would like to see Marvel start doing more of. Yeah. Start, mm-hmm. start releasing it into the hands of the artists. Like, yeah. let the fans dictate. What happens? Like, don't Mm -hmm. have this multi 15 year plan that you're like, we're going to stick to it rigidly. Like, no, show, like, we're telling you what we want. We've been telling you what we want to see since, like, since you started. But you you either do some of it and then you don't do others, you know, or you modify it in the way that, like, we don't. And then you go, oh, why are you all surprised? Look, like, why are you all mad that Thor Love and Thunder, what you you didn't like it? We're like, no, it wasn't good. No, like, it was not. You know, Gore was ridiculous. He's supposed to, like, Taika Waititi's like, we have to find a villain that's more powerful than Hela. I'm like, you had it. Yeah. You had it and you blew it. Yeah. It's so a good job <laughs> on you. And it's gone. You can't reuse him now. So yeah. there you go. Congratulations, you yep. jerk. <laughs> um, but, like, no, it's just like, no, but Marvel, I think DC, I think DC's primed because James Gunn knows a little bit more. He wants to do that, right? Like, he has mm-hmm. his own plan, but he knows more of what the fans want to see because he's been yeah. paying attention. It's why the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are so good is because he has his own plan, but he also knows what fans want to see. Marvel has kind of lost touch with that over there, like, but the agenda. And it's like, yeah. no, got to loosen it up, man. You got to let us play more. You yep. got to give more things artistic license. Like, come on, let's... Let's loosen it up a little bit. It doesn't need to be the Marvel, Disney, you know, Marvel look, you know? Yeah, I totally so, agree. That's um, what made Black Panther so good. It was different. Yes. Variety Every movie is a- that's come along that people like, it's because it's different than the regular stuff that we feed. Um, yes. I know. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, I, Ryan Reynolds does a great job. We'll see. Give Kid Pools in there. Great. Whatever. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Yeah. What do you got? Um, I have uh, from Geekster. Uh, there's a, a, a write-up here about Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, so apparently a PR firm has been manipulating the Rotten Tomatoes movie scores for over five years by paying critics directly. Mm-hmm. Um, the PR firm is Bunker 15, and they pay $50 or more uh, for a review. They often rec- recruit obscure critics who are part of the pool tracked by Rotten Tomatoes. These payments are not typically disclosed, and Rotten Tomatoes says it prohibits reviewing based on a financial incentive. Uh, one film, Ophelia, starring Daisy Ridley, went from 46% to 62% uh, from paid uh, reviews, uh, which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I think I'm going to start paying more attention to the audience score than the uh, critic score. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's unfortunate. That uh, Audience score and IGN, man. Yes, and yes, Metacritic. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, that sucks because, yeah, we want an accurate portrayal of what... Well, the other thing, too, is I can't even believe if they're doing that to critics, what are they doing for the audience score? You know what I mean? Yeah, they might be, that's true. Pay, that same PR firm might be offering, or another PR firm might be offering something to the audience, so I can't trust Rotten Tomatoes now. Yeah, it sucks. Um, well, that was a you fun got? era. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Dick Grayson, the first Robin to reportedly appear in Matt Reeves' The Batman Part 2. According to the Insider, My Time to Shine, Hello, 
Um, Dick Grayson, the first Robin, will reportedly make an appearance in Matt Reeves' Batman Part 2. The film is reportedly set to begin filming in March 2024 with an October 3rd, 2025 release date. Now, uh, I have seen that, and Robert Pattinson has responded to this and said that if it happens, then Robin needs to be at least 13. Can mm-hmm. be older. Right. He said, and, you know, he's talking, and, and Pattinson also dropped, uh, he said, uh, a storyline he would like to do is a death in the family. Mm-hmm. But I, you need to set up the family in order to do the death. So maybe they'll do that. Mm-hmm. I personally kind of want to leave Robin to be done until uh, James Gunn handles Robin. Sure, yeah. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Robert Pattinson's Batman is is the Robin having type. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's kind of he's his own thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not the paternal kind of, like... Because there is, like, is, as messed up as Batman is and as messed up as the relationship that it is with Dick and he puts his mental illness in, into Dick, uh, there is a... There's a paternal side to him, you know? Yeah. And I don't get that with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Robert Pattinson's Batman is too... Um, I am vengeance, you know, yeah. to have like a 13 year old kid coming around. Now, don't get me wrong, that 13 year old that could hang with our Pats as Batman would be hard as nails. But yeah. <laughs> true. But that'd be a scary kid. 100%. Yeah. Which would, which kind of, now I kind of want to see it because yeah, that exactly. would be what it's actually like to face Batman and Robin. Yeah. That, uh, ma- that actually might be a very shadows, interesting like, take. What the hell are you? And then this 13-year-old child comes out and just starts beating you with like uh, beating you with a staff. Like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> is it electrified? Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. What a psychopath that, team are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that actually sounds pretty just cool. Just like <laughs> the opening scene of um like the entrance, the intro scene to Rarpats as Batman with the gang that's in like the train station, you know, where he comes down and beats them all up or whatever. And there's like, I'm vengeance, you know, that one. Imagine uh-huh. that, but include Robin from that universe, like a 13 year old kid with knives. Just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Who just I really appears want to see out of the now. shadows in a mask and a cape, but he's got these things that look like bats, but he can cut you with them. It's just like, ah, fuck! <laughs> Um, I have, uh, <laughs> let me see. I think I have the, uh, the perfect kid for this. Oh, um, who? Let me who see. you got? Let me see. Let me see here. Get over here. Let me see. Uh, the kid from The Boys who plays Homelander's son. Oh, maybe. Let's see. What's his name? Nicholas Corvette. Nicholas Crovetti. C-R-O-V-E-T-T-I. Oh. Or okay. See how see. old he is now. He's fifteen now. Okay. So if they're filming it now, and he still looks pretty young, if they're filming he it looks now, like or Crispin too- Glover, I don't like it. You know, <laughs> he looks like Crispin Glover. Oh, His he was in Goodnight smushed. Mommy. Oh, that's what he was in. I was wondering like where this kid came from. Um, but he was in that movie Goodnight Mommy, uh, which is one of the most unsettling horror movies I've ever seen. What what, what is Goodnight Mommy about? 
It was a, a it was it's an Austrian movie. Okay. Um, so this kid might be German. Uh, uh, it's uh, Naomi Watts is in the main role. It's like a horror movie from like 2015, but it got a wide release on Amazon in 2022. Okay. Uh, it's um, it's a story about a woman who like uh, gets they're doing a remake. Oh, no, hopefully not. Because um, <laughs> the first one was so good. <laughs> Um, I'll just read a plot summary from Wikipedia. It's like, let uh, the right one in. They're like, the remake will be better. I'm like, it won't. <laughs> no, there's no way it will be. Although, let me in wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as re- uh, the original. Um, yeah. Twin brothers Elias and Lucas return home to live with their estranged mother, a former actress, after staying with their father since their divorce. Upon seeing her again, they are disturbed to find her wearing a full head bandage over or full bandage over her head, resembling a white balaclava. Um, mother, who was never given a name, explains she has uh, had cosmetic surgery. She gives the boy some house rules, which include not entering her room or the barn outside. Uh, and it's basically uh, mom is weird and scary now uh, is the movie not to not spoil anything. But uh, okay. it's really good. Uh, it's really good sort of psychological horror. It's kind of like, um, you know, mom and home is supposed to be safe, but we're all afraid of her. Um, it's good. It's really good. I, I I didn't know, but he was one of the boys in that movie. So that's interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and they're, oh, yeah, they're always, the they're constantly the questioning like, weird. yeah, they're constantly questioning like, is this our mom? Yeah, <laughs> Cause I you would. don't really know. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. Could be yeah. some crazy woman. That's just like hanging out. Mm-hmm. crazy uh yeah uh let's see what's next on it um red dead redemption 3 is confirmed by rockstar and i commented hopefully we get it before we die wait what what is coming from rockstar sorry red dead redemption 3 oh yeah yeah we- i <laughs> we're not getting that anytime soon nope. <laughs> it took them yeah how long has it taken them to put out a game well yeah no they put out red dead 2 so when was red dead 2 that came out 2016? 2017? I think Red Dead Redemption so. 2? Yeah, uh, 2018. 2018, okay. Yeah. Still one of the greatest games I've ever played. Yeah, it's um, great. So good. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yes. they've got to give... I've, you know, Grand Theft Auto is going to come out first, and they have to give that time to breathe and make all of its money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll probably... If, if uh, Grand Theft Auto is coming in 2024, I think the earliest we get a Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably 2026. Probably. I would imagine. Because I, I think they're going to give, you know, they want to give uh, Grand Theft Auto at least a year to kind of make its money mm-hmm. and do, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would imagine. Um, we got a trailer for a, a movie called, oh, starring Austin Butler called The Bike Riders. Yes, dude. Have you seen yeah, the trailer a, for this? Yeah, it looks great. It's a looks period awesome. uh, biker movie starring Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, Michael Shannon is also around. Uh, this looks great. Uh, it's, you know, it's an homage to, you know, that era of 60s biker movies. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. I'm so in. Yep. 
Austin Butler's on a tear right now. He's <laughs> he's <Yeah>. he's he's <laughs> he's the new Timothy Chalamet while Timothy Chalamet is still a thing. <laughs> well, Timothy Chalamet's making out with people at Beyonce concerts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine, dude. Yeah, Austin Butler's having a crazy run dude, to do to you know to win. He won the Oscar, right? For uh, oh yeah, oh, for Elvis. Yeah. One sec. Austin Butler. Either the Oscar or the Golden Globe. He won one of them. Oscar. Pretty sure he won Best Actor, 2023. The awards. Let's see. He was nominated for Elvis, but Brendan Fraser won it for The Whale. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. Which, if you're going up against Brendan Fraser in The Whale that year, you're not getting it. Yeah, yeah. I would have um, been like, oh, Brendan Fraser did what? I'll try next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, dude, to do, you know, to get nominated for an Oscar for Elvis and, and to also be the main, you know, antagonist in this next Dune movie. Um mm-hmm. And then to be doing this movie, which he will probably be nominated for some kind of award for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's on a he's tear trying. right now. He's, he's, he's kind of everywhere. It. Yeah, he's good too. Like he's a good actor. I like he's him. great. He is. He's awesome. I when his first when his face first came out, I was like, Ooh, I don't like that. He looks. <laughs> I don't like know, <laughs> but I don't know. He just I, he's good. Yeah. He's just a solid guy that delivers every time. I wasn't the biggest fan of Elvis, but his performance in it was great. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So no, I'm excited for the bike riders. It looks awesome. Him and Tom yeah, Hardy, looks, in Chicago, really like 50s, 60s era, like. Biker gang? Yes. Apparently he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I don't remember him in that movie. Hmm. Um, Interesting. He plays Maybe a, he was in the background somewhere. Yeah, he plays a character called Charles Watson, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't remember Watson. him in that. But um, yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff. Um, let's see this. What else we got here? Um, what is this trailer for? Oh, uh, a new a new Japanese Godzilla movie, Godzilla yep. minus one, got a trailer. Yeah, did you see that one? It looks good. Yeah, the trailer looks great. It looks, it looks awesome. Fantastic. It looks like what I want, which is just a traditional old school just Godzilla movie where everybody's yes. like, ah, oh! like running <laughs> yeah, exactly. from Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. Where I can uh, just yeah. like hang back, have a beer, and watch. Oh, watch those people run. Yeah, we just want a disaster movie. That's all we yeah. want. <laughs> I don't need him to link to like this overarching story, like multiverse thing, where it's like him and King Kong have been rivals since the beginning of time. <laughs> you know what Godzilla needs? More backstory. More it's backstory like... <laughs> and drama. I don't think like, that that's what Godzilla needs. <laughs> this isn't a WWE Pride match, dude. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, they're running Godzilla's video package before the fight. <laughs> I don't think we don't think we need this actually. I'm gonna take your monkey ass. Exactly. Uh I'm yeah. stick my hand up you and work you like a puppet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna do it because I'm Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any backstory from Godzilla, thanks. No, thank um, you. He's just but yeah, this is the breeze lightning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, this looks great. Uh yeah. Down. We can't wait so to see down. it. Uh looks great. Yep. Ready for uh, what it. You take got? my money. Uh, Glenn Howerton is speculated to be in the running for the role of Lex Luthor in the in Superman Legacy. I saw that. I right. Yeah. Bring that Dennis cocky like ego to like Lex Luthor. 
Yep. That would be, honestly, the more I think about it, if they do this, then that means they're going to go fully bright-eyed, like, nobility boy Superman. Yep. Because that'll probably be the thing that makes Lex Luthor hate him the most, is that he's just this upstanding, like, oh, I don't do it for money, I do it for, you know, and he's like, do it for money, do it for power. Mm-hmm. There you was know? another actor rumored for Lex Luthor as well. Um, let me see if I can find it. I saw it during the week, but I don't think I sent it to the DMs. Oh, bummer. Send uh, that, baby. I love yeah, talking I know. about that stuff. Let me see. Um, while you're looking, do you want me to keep going? Sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the Last of Us Season 2 is ready to go once strikes end. That's the news from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, Oh yeah, James Gunn has deactivated his personal Facebook account after his controversial Batman comments. Comments. I don't know if you've seen this, I but he absolutely yeah. dragged Burton's Batman. Yeah, I saw that. He was. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was years yeah, ago. This wasn't. Yeah, recently. this was this long, was, long, long time this ago. Was long time ago. But again, the internet likes to be like, "Oh, you said this back then." It's like, yeah, well, I'm a different person now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh yeah no totally he uh he <laughs> the what he said was very vicious uh, do you want to run down some of what he said yeah yeah uh so he um he said oh yeah and Jack Nicholson as the Joker is Jack Nicholson in The Shining with shitty clown makeup fuck you everyone involved with that travesty uh Ke- a he had a couple points a Keaton did have a ridiculous voice that said I'd rather put up with a ridiculous voice than with horrible action sequences and acting barely worthy of the Batman TV show. B, I have no idea how you can think that the Burton Batman has more similarities with Moore's or Miller's Batman, and in parentheses and the Joker, than Nolan's does. And listen, I have problems with both of Nolan's films. I don't think either one is classic. I don't think they even really think Batman Begins. I don't even really think Batman Begins is good, but they're far superior to the first Batman. C, none of your defenses get by the fact that despite being the first cinematic dark take on Batman, in parentheses, so what? Stallone's Judge Dredd was the first dark take on Judge Dredd. And then out of parentheses, uh, the movie is awful. The Tim Burton mm. Batman is poorly written. The soundtrack is the worst work of everyone involved. And it is absolutely one of the most boring films ever. Not only that, but the reveal of the Joker is the killer of Bruce Wayne's parents, spits in the face of Batman's origin, and is a nullification of the bottomless thirst for vengeance that nece- necessarily drives Batman. It pretends not to be campy, but it is completely so. And on top of everything, the dark creature of the night can't even move his fucking neck. Give me a break. It's a ridiculous, awful film. Burton's Planet of the Apes is genius in comparison. Mm. So he dragged takes. it. This was 11 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Some hot takes. Say. Some hot takes there. I'm going to be honest. He's not completely wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, he's, he's got on par with some of I that stuff. I disagree with him about the Nolan stuff because I think they're going to be classic Batman films in their own right. Yeah. However, I, I mean, I think they're already f- classic. I think, yeah, I think it, but, it definitely the Dark Knight is already a classic. Oh, for right? sure. For <laughs> like, sure. come on, man. <laughs> I, I never necessarily as a kid liked the bit Burton Batmans mm-hmm. because, again, I felt I felt they were too kind of silly. You mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. He's not. Uh, yeah, he's I. Not I never the, saw the Burton Batman's as a kid. I only uh, saw the Schumacher ones as a kid. Okay. Okay. So um, I'll tell you this way: What happened to me is I saw them reverse. This is why Kevin Conroy will always be my Batman. I saw Batman mm-hmm. the animated series. That was the first. So I grew up. So grew up. Uh, Adam West was on mm-hmm. TV, right? But that was my parents' Batman. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they played it during downtime when you're sick. It's a great time when they would do Batman marathons. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. It's going to be a good day. Um, so, but the real intro into for really showing me what Batman could do, not this kind of quick Robin, let's pudgily run to the Batmobile, you know, like <laughs> yeah. seeing Batman and act like as an acrobatic, like, like, you know, combatant force of nature, detective, Kevin Conroy was my Batman. Then when I got older, I saw the Burton Batman and didn't like it because it was too, it reminded me too much of the Adam West stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that was then. And we're over that. We need to be now. Right. You know? And then Joel Schumacher kept doing it. And as a kid, I was like, well, I like it because it's pretty much all I can get. And it's Batman and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Nolan came around. But I always liked the Kevin Conroy one. Mm-hmm. And then Batman Beyond came around. And I was like, oh, this is good. And uh, then they brought the Batman show back without. Well, yeah. And it was great. And then, um, yeah. And then Nolan's Batman came out. And I was like, oh, this is closer. It's not quite, mm-hmm. but it's closer. And now we have our pets. And that's about as close for me as I think I'm going to get yeah. to what I want Batman to be. Yeah. It's um, it's weird that, like, when you have such successful animated shows happening in the background and animated movies, let's not forget yeah, those. DC's strength has not lately been there. I've been telling people that. I'm like, you want to watch what DC's really been up to? Watch their animated movies, man. They've yeah. been crushing it. <laughs> it's so weird that it was so difficult for them to just, like... Release those animated ones? Well, no, not that, but, like, to, like, nail the live-action tone. Because it's like, yeah. the tone exists. It's in the live... Yeah. A- it's in the animated shit. Yeah, just you're watch doing that. It already. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird that we got such weird live-action movies, but it's like... We the 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 foundation is there. <laughs> well, I think what they were trying to do is be like we're going to be more grounded and gritty than like because they got too much of Nolan in them. Yeah, you know yeah. they got too much of Nolan in the that they didn't use Superman, Man of Steel. They used the Nolan trilogy as the start off for what DCU was that the DC was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then when Nolan was like, "Well, I'm not going to do it," and Christian yeah. Bale was like, "Well, if he's not doing it, I'm out." And they were like, "Oh, yeah. well, there goes our." building blocks for like the Batman Superman because I'll be honest Bale's Batman with Henry Cavill's Superman would have been very fun yeah that would have been interesting to watch for sure would have been real um, fun to watch them like argue ethics and morals yeah I like I really am excited for like where they like these um, ba- Robert Pattinson Batman movies end up going mm-hmm. because I think there's an element of Batman that I think has constantly been missing from the movies. And I get it because it's a hard thing to do cinematically, but like Batman and you know, I, while I appreciated what Zack Snyder did with Batman in his version yes, of, of the justice league, because I'm in not, that I'm version of the justice league, yeah, when yeah. everyone's like the whole point of those movies is that these people are gods amongst us. So like they all have to be, larger than life uh and yeah. batman has to be this like wrecking ball but yeah. i think what is missing from i think most batman interpretations and i think they're going to give us some of this in the new one is that batman spends most of his time in the shadows outsmarting yeah. you you oh, know yes. what i mean Not, he, oh, he only punches yeah. you once he gets to you but to that point before his primary fear his primary tactic is fear and we right. haven't seen that a ton in the movies. It's more so like he'll say I'm fear or whatever, but then he'll just beat everyone up. You know what yeah, I mean? It's exactly. Like- <laughs> but you don't have this unnerving thing. Like what they should show is uh-huh. like some kids like doing a drug deal 
you uh-huh. know? And like mm-hmm. all of a sudden they like stop and like look over and in the distance you just see Batman standing there. Yeah. And they're just not moving, but just standing there. And yeah. they're like, Yeah, I don't think we should do this. Like just yeah. that initial like just his presence mm-hmm. should cause and that's what I liked about R. Pats' Batman is that his presence made the cops uneasy. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what Batman should make you. He's not mm-hmm. a part of you. He's not yeah. part of the law. He has his own. I mean, he is part of the law, but he's on. He's under his own rules, baby. Like, mm-hmm. yes. like he is not one of you. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, marches to be. He's smarter than you, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. A lot of it, you know, like every time. How many times does Batman kick Superman's ass? Like six times. Yep. Do you think he does that just because he's like, oh, I can punch him? No, he studies him, yeah, <laughs> and he learns. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the sad thing. That's the like the thing that's like crazy about Batman is that if you do defeat him, mm-hmm. which good luck, yeah, he'll just come back and come back stronger, like mm-hmm. with more like ways. It's just like ah, like why do you think he has a tool belt full of every gadget known to man? Where it's like oh yeah, batarangs mm-hmm. that like freeze people that I stole from Mister Freeze's technology. Done. Mm-hmm. Why does he have those? Why not? Because he's mm-hmm. prepared. Mm-hmm. He's prepared for. He's a Boy Scout mixed with a detective mixed with a special forces soldier. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, mixed with a ninja. Like, that's what he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I love these. I love the the um the Robert Pattinson Batman so far. Mm-hmm. The, or the first movie is really good. So Here's I'm excited to see where they go with him. AJ is um, going to be gone for like eight hours today. And truthfully, <laughs> I think that's the movie I'm going to watch while she's gone. I'm going to play some yeah. Diablo, and I think I'm going to fire up the Batman again. Oh, I smart love that movie. Very smart. Such a good film. Um, um, yeah, do you spe- have anything else? Yeah, uh, we, I guess we can finish on Last of Us. Uh, speaking of celebrities who were at B- uh, the Beyonce concert here in L.A., yes. um, uh, Pedro Pascal uh, uh, I, It was at the Beyonce concert uh, here in L.A., um, which leads us to The Last of Us. Apparently, The Last of Us uh, got a lot of work done before the strikes happened, yeah. which is not surprising to me. I'm sure they filmed them as close to back-to-back as they could. Sure. Um, oh, because... are you talking filming? Yeah. I thought they I thought they already had the... I thought they had to write season two. I thought that was the ready-to-go part, was that season two is ready to go. They just oh. have to film. Oh, maybe it was writing. I assumed it was filming, but... It, it, no, from I don't comic think book, it's it filming just, says, just because yeah. I haven't seen any... Ca- oh, everybody's waiting for the Abby casting, and they haven't had any news. You know what I mean? Oh, like, the minute yeah, she's true. cast, don't you think it'd be all over our, our, our news feeds? True. Oh, I mean, if the but algorithms I guess, know us like they do. <laughs> well, true, but I guess there is still a ton of filming that they could have done. Sure. If I mean, I'm not saying they did, but they could have filmed some stuff even before the Abu casting oh, happened. Absolutely. Yeah, I just sure. don't think that they have like yeah. a whole season ready to go. No, or like no, half no. a season ready to go. I think maybe, maybe part of an episode, if mm-hmm. that you know. But I thought the whole thing was ready to go was that it was like pretty much once the strike's over, it's ready to be fine. Like finalize the scripts, be done with all that, and then go film it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I can't wait for the studios to cave and give the writers and actors what they need so that we can Just get this shit back on, online because it. I cannot wait for the next season of Last of Us. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah. Absolutely same. I just, we need all this extra stuff because without this, Blade can't get anything done. I know. Like, I'm so Ghost excited Rider, for that too. Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider can't get yeah. anything done. I'm mm-hmm. like, please. Like, I just, I'm, I am <laughs> dying. It's like outside of the boys, I have no rated R superhero content. 
Right. Like, and I want it so bad. I'm an adult. I want to see this. I want to see Blade cut somebody's head off and foul black blood spray spray everywhere. Yeah. I want Ghost Rider to deal with the make it like a horror movie. Yes. Make it scary. Yeah. (laughs) Like, make me terrified. Like, yeah. Make it a to the point where where we go where our friends that have kids go. Should I take my kids? No, don't take your kid to this one. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, I I would love Ghost Rider to just be a monster, you know, demon of the week type show. Just every week there's just some new demon he has to flaming <laughs> skull shit. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Like, uh, yeah. I would love that. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I want it. I want that rated R con. I need that boost of like rated. It's what makes me believe that the MCU can still keep doing it and is still relevant mm-hmm. when they come out with stuff like that. Because then I'm like, that's changing the game. That's not pandering to like the same stuff. That's not showing me the same thing you've done like five times in a row. You yeah. know what I mean? And pretend repackaging it and pretending like it's new. Like you have to give a voice to the artists. They have mm-hmm. to bring the personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I was making a uh, Ghost Rider show, that's what it would be. It'd be, you know, an X-Files monster of the week type show where each show, each episode, he's in a different, you know, town somewhere that's being plagued by some kind of supernatural thing. And he's got to go kick yeah. its ass. Yeah, dude. Wander <laughs> from town to town. It's a drifter. You yeah, know? he's got a motorcycle. Just, like, just let him yeah, drift from town to town whatever. and just, just <laughs> ride around. Then at night, there's just this weird, like, you know what I mean? Make it a horror. Just yeah. make it full horror, unnerving. Yep. Twin Peaks meets, like, road trip meets Monster of the Week, Demon mm-hmm. of the Week meets horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, so, oh, a Children of the Corn episode would be awesome when it's a bunch of children demons yeah. and he just has to beat them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just with his fiery chains coming out, just like whipping them around. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It'd be uh, so good. It would give it give him an opportunity to just be like, ah, what the fuck? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Oh, man. Oh, uh, God. Anything and I else hope it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I know. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, and I think, I, you know, what's funny about that is I think it, 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 it's, it's both far-fetched sort of dream casting, but also not totally outside no, the realm of possibility. It's not outside the realm of possibility. There is a multiverse out there where that's happening and there's sure. an entire eight movie franchise <laughs> of it and it's got Oscars yes. and like, everybody's like, this is the best movie franchise of all time. I think it would be like because Keanu won't get Reeves. That one, but you know, <laughs> Keanu Reeves has he has to end up in a superhero thing eventually, and 100%. I think what better property than Ghost Rider to where he can kind of do his own thing because it's like its own mm-hmm. show. It's like it's not like hey, well, I don't need know if you it's to a be show. I think it's a movie. Oh, is it a movie? Yeah, oh, I, I want it to be series. a show. So I know bad. a show would be <laughs> a show would be idea. so good. I don't think they do a show with the rated R content. Although Daredevil: Born Against being said that it's essentially rated R. And but yeah, and I think the Punisher was technically do, R-rated. Here's my one th- yes, but I'm like, don't do nerfed R stuff. Like the Wolverine <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. movie where it was essentially just a hard PG-13. Th- it was a PG-13 movie with the F word in it. Yeah. Like, don't, no. Make give it, me Deadpool rated make, R. <laughs> give me, yeah, give me justifiable rated R. Make NC-17 for violence and then scale it back to R. That's yeah. what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Keanu Reeves, he would be able to yeah. do his own thing. He yeah. gets to ride a bunch of motorcycles, which, which he, he loves, loves to do all and does the, you in know. his spare time anyway. Yeah, I'd love because I'm sure they would allow his like, you know, allow him to kind of like be a part oh. of the bike making process if and all that. Like cast as Ghost Rider. There's yeah. no way you don't get input on what the bike looks like. Sure. Yeah. I would immediately be like, so I've come up with some sketches. 
And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, uh, I have some ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, you know, late 70s, early 80s chopper style, maybe. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Be like, if I'm open. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, if you're a ghostwriter, there's no way you don't, like, do that. Oh, the minute you put on the jacket, oh, yeah. I would, I want to be ghostwriter so bad. Totally. <laughs> Uh, and then also, anyway. I think Keanu Reeves is gr- a great choice because when his face—I mean, when it, you know when his face is not being seen and he's in ghost Ghost Rider head mode, uh, his voice is still so recognizable yes. that yes. I think it, it still he'll he'll still have the gravitas. It's not like and now a stunt man, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Cut to. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, let's not let's not uh, let's not make light of it. Keanu Reeves has now a long history of stunt training and combat training to where yeah. like he he he's believable physically on screen. Oh, so, yes, like, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, I yeah. think it would be uh, to me. That's like a dream role. Like I can't think mm. of anybody better for that role. <laughs> no, not right now. Not right now. Not while he's doing his motorcycle shit. Like, no. Especially this era of Keanu Reeves. Just, like, let him wear his hair long. Let him have the, the scruffy old salt face. The peppery kind of, exactly. like, like, if you look at that man. If that man walked into a bar at a fishing village in Alaska, you're like, that man has seen some shit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and if he's here, that means there's probably something to be afraid of in my yeah. town. Ooh. You guys want to get out of here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna be taking. I'm gonna be taking my drink to go. That gentleman just walked in, and I think bad things are gonna happen. (laughs) I don't want to alarm anybody, but I think a gunfight might be happening. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That guy just rode in on a motorcycle, so I'm gonna get out of here. (laughs) He has a hard sort of drifter quality about him. I'm gonna go in the back. Yeah. Walking through the kitchen. What are you guys doing back here? Oh, there's a weird guy out front. Takes a look. Yeah, that guy looks tough. Like, yeah, we're going to be in the walk-in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's um, good to stop a bullet, right? Yeah, exactly. These are these are bulletproof, these freezers. Um, yeah, man, you got anything else before we dip out? Nah. Nah, cool. just watching Ahsoka. Just kind of yep. see how it goes. Um, yep. On the verge of getting frustrated to the point that I think I might cave and read all the Wikipedia articles about everything I need to know about uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, <laughs> yeah. just so I know what's going on, and I know, I know. to be like, <gasps> when the moments come, I know to be like, gasp, or be like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's, it's so-and-so, because right now, they're like, and here's this person, yeah. and it's, it like whip pans to me, and I'm like, eating my sandwich, watching TV, going, Who? so? Yeah. Who? Who? Who's that? <laughs> why, why? Why are we? Why are we freaking out? Who is this? Yeah, I feel like an old man. Like, who is this? Who is this person? Yeah. My friend, Grandpa. You've met him like three times. I don't remember your friends. <laughs> Were they in the classic trilogy? <laughs> Honey, hurry up! Family Man is on. Is that the one with the alien? Ooh. No, that's no, American, it's American Boy. All right, we should call it on that note. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, uh, Folks can find you online. Yeah, you can find me online. All right, you can find me at Asan Made It on social media. You can find uh, this podcast and more on Weekly Regular. Uh, Derek, thanks again so much for joining me this week, and we will see y'all next week. (laughs) 